today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Always difficult when someone you love develops dementia, slowly seeing the little quirks and memories slip away. And for the person involved, it's frustrating even when they know it's coming. Well, we want to talk to Cormac Cahill, who's Head of Advocacy, Research and Public Affairs at the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome, Cormac. So the trends, Cormac, you know, with an ageing population, I presume, being one factor, what are the Alzheimer's Society seeing when it comes to the rise in dementia in Ireland? Yeah, well, we know that, look, I mean, the prevalence rate of dementia across Ireland has actually increased from 54,000 to 64,000. And I suppose what we're, what we're seeing is that there is a deepening gap, I suppose, between services that are there and the actual needs uh, um, so the the need and the demand for services and, and, and support for people who are developing dementia is actually in, increasing. So, so, so I suppose it's, we have to ask, well, what are we doing? What society going to do? How, are, how is everybody going to react in terms of the growing numbers? Because by 2045, there's going to be 150,000 people um, living with dementia in, in Ireland. So the prevalence rate is increasing. And we saw even during COVID-19, for example, was a very, very challenging time for people living with dementia and family carers as well. And during that time, obviously, um, um, there was a lot of pressure on, right. on services. Um, so but so to be clear then, so on a projected basis within a few years, that's a, a pretty significant increase you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's really really big, and like you know, if you look at the services that are out there at the moment, I mean, even back in 2017, for example, we actually commissioned a, a, a mapping of dementia specific services, and we found that there was, there was no county in Ireland really that met the the recommended standard of services for for dementia care when you compare it to to international baseline. So. You know, that was five years ago. We know that the situation actually worsened during during, during COVID-19. So you have to ask, what, what what is it going to be like in another 20 years' time? Because there's massive, massive needs there. And we all need to start planning now for the future. And, 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 and talk to me a little bit about COVID and how it specifically impacted on uh, dementia sufferers. Yeah, it was a very, very challenging time. We actually commissioned three COVID-19 um, impact reports. And the findings in those work were quite stark um, in terms of, you know, isolation of people. People, people um, obviously, you know, had to move from face-to-face services onto um, uh, uh, online services or hybrid services or whatever it might be. So it was a very, very challenging time for people. Um, obviously, the Alzheimer's Society, we, we adapted our services. We had new services like daycare at home, for example, that it went into people's homes because at the time we couldn't provide uh, daycare services because those face-to-face services had to close. But what we found from people was that the epidemic was, was obviously very, very tough on people with, with those services having to close. So we had to adapt and change our services. Daycare at home was introduced um, Dementia advisors were taking phone calls over the over, over the phone, doing online meetings just to keep things going. We expanded our helpline at that time as well because the demand was there. People were 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 um, you know they were suffering a lot of isolation. They were away from their friends, away from their family, and the family carers as well were finding it right. particularly tough as well. Yeah, we're chatting to Cormac Cahill from the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. So, is it the case that as much interaction as possible? can help to slow down the impact of dementia in some instances? 
Yeah, it's a really, really good question. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of research going on at the moment around, you know, brain health and keeping the brain active for as long as possible. Obviously, there's no one way to prevent developing dementia, but their research has shown, I think it was the Lancet Med- Medical Journal a number of years ago, brought out these seven um, seven ways that perhaps you can, you know, uh, uh, reduce your risk at least of developing dementia. So things like keeping your brain active, you know, learning a new language, you know, um, um, keeping your weight in check, reducing your, your alcohol intake. There's lots of ways that you can do to, to reduce your risk. There's no one way that you can do to prevent developing dementia. But there's a lot of research going on now around brain health and around looking at those risk factors to perhaps reduce that risk. Um, and I know you, as in the ASI, are looking for an investment of 19 million euro to address difficulties in meeting a rising demand for dementia services. Yes, correct. So, I mean, last week we, we launched our pre-budget submission. So you're right, we're looking for a total of 19 million. And I suppose this is to cover a number of different areas. We're looking for an, an, an investment in, you know, dementia-specific day services. We're also looking for support for family carers, things like dementia, home care, and those inclusive dementia supports as well. And we also have one eye on the future in terms of developing a, a research centre of centre of excellence as well. So, but a lot of these would have an immediate impact. And, and, and one thing I would like to say is that we, we have had you know excellent support really, um, from our funders. We've had support from government over the last number of years. But as I mentioned earlier, the truth is that. Funding is now required to meet this growing need. You know, there's so many people developing dementia now that we need to ensure that, I, I suppose, by putting extra investments in now, people with dementia and their family carers, they're not going to be short of a, of a vital service, really. And Cormac, how does Limerick currently stack up when it comes to services in this area? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, in Limerick we have um, just over 2,500 people approximately living with dementia. Um, and Limerick has services like, like our dementia advisor, Sean Donald O'Shea, he's in the area as well. We, we have home care, we've, um, uh, we've, we've a, a Limerick daycare centre, for example, uh, in Gary Owen, we've Adair. So there are services there and there's obviously other services like online family care training. Um, and we've got, you know, family care or support groups and daycare at home as well. So there are a number of services um, in the in the Limerick area. But obviously, with you know over two and a half thousand people living with um, dementia in, in Limerick, there's going to be a huge demand and a growing need. I mean, that's that's one thing we we found during our consultations for our pre-budget submission. Mm-hmm. Was that a lot of people, even who had a service, they want, they needed an, an extra day, and there was there's, there's almost a, a desperation now from families for that extra yes. day or to even get okay. a service in the first place. Okay, all right. Thank you very much for talking to us, Cormac Cahill, who's head of advocacy, research, and public affairs at the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland, looking for an extra nineteen million. This is all in the run up to the budget, of course, and uh, there are so many families who are experiencing this uh, or may in the future. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.